1: Or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown? Sleep tight stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passion, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversations interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. Now, you know, I I can brag about my guests. I can brag about my skill level. But my next guest is one
2: of my favorites. She's my favorite.
3: Okay. My next guest, television writing credits, because a lot of people know I'm a former sitcom writer, okay? So... When I see people who are writing, they have just a body of work that she has. I'm always, uh, feel it's a blessed conversation because she has a skill set that's phenomenal. Her producing and writing credits include ABC's Pushing Daisies, ABC's Castle, the CW's Jane Diversion, D- Jane Divergent, Marvel, Netflix, Daredevil. Currently, she is the co-creator, co-showrunner, executive producer for Apple TV Plus new series Home Before Dark, starring. Jim Sturgis and the amazing Brooklyn Prince. You'll find out why when we, when we start the interview which has been renewed for a second season. Now, that's all you want in this business is get a renewable. But when you get, when you write a series, you produce a series and before it airs, it gets renewed. That's a blessing. A mystery inspired by the report of a real nine-year-old journalist. The storyline goes like this. When a young girl and her family moved back to the small town her father left behind, her pursuit, meaning the nine-year-old girl, of the truth leads to the unearthing of a long, buried cold case. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation co-creator, co-showrunner, Executive producer of Home Before Dark, Dara Resnick.
1: Hi, so that, nice to be here. Was, I, was, that, a can lot, was that a lot? You introduce me everywhere I go.
3: Huh? It, I'm gonna tell you something. Was that a lot? Because you know you got a lot going on. You got a, you. You're one of those a lot going on people, and that's impressive. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, I, you. That was really incredible. I want you to follow me around everywhere I go. I, you,
3: know, you know, some with the storylines that you have, that can be written in. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, you know, we do our best to include everything that needs to be included. And like you said, it's, I, I've been blessed to work on a lot of different kinds of shows. Because so that we, would work. In de-
3: the kitchen sink in. That would definitely work in the Jane the Virgin series. Me following around, introducing you wherever you go. That totally. could definitely work in that Jane the Virgin for sure. Now, yes. when yes. I look at this body of work, you know, it, it, first of all it just shows a range I see comedy I see drama I see action adventure sci-fi uh, and then then we have this new series, series Home Before Dark if you don't mind before we get to Home Before Dark I I'd just like to talk about it and compliment you on your body of work uh, that you that you put before, and just 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 tell us about your mindset from a creative standpoint when you walk into projects and such a such a level of diverse projects that that I've just presented to the to the listeners on my podcast, Money Making Conversation.
1: Well, I just I I go wherever I'm called. I mean, I, I know that that sounds overly spiritual probably for Mm -hmm. for this conversation but (laughs) i i really do try to read everything that comes my way and think about whether or not it's the thing that needs to be made or the thing that needs to be said at that time Mm -hmm. um and and also by the way sometimes it's just something that i feel passionate about obviously like daredevil said a lot about justice and uh you know about vigilante justice in particular Mm -hmm. and having to work sometimes outside the system but like ultimately i was really just excited to work on a marvel show because i'm a nerd so you you know it's it's sometimes it's fun and and sometimes there's messaging um in terms of why i go where i go that's the reason and in terms of like why the the Genres and the breadth of the work. One of the things I really love about what we do, and I tell this to my students because they teach at USC and Sundance and a couple other places, I, we can really write ourselves out of any corner. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been sort of the most beautiful part of my career has been this ability to not get pigeonholed into any one thing. It's every time you know you think, okay, well, I guess she's a romantic comedy writer, it's right? Like, well, let me show you this dark drama that I just wrote and <laughs> completely change your expectations. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, it's it's really is one of the most wonderful things about being a writer is, is being able to have that breath.
3: And it's, it's it's beautiful. I'm looking at your body work now. Okay, I'm a nerd. Marvel, Netflix. Okay, Daredevil. Uh, my wife I mean, and I. Oh, I'm telling you, you <laughs> we we just couldn't wait to. We, and we were binging too. I'm talking <laughs> when it started, we didn't stop every time. Now the star yeah. of the show, Charlie Cox. Okay, incredible yeah. athlete. Excellent actor, but the fight scenes, though, Dara. Yeah. They, I mean, and you know, one of my favorite all time fight scenes was when he was coming down the stairwell. Remember that scene? Oh,
1: incredible! Yeah, that we we used that fight scene, the hallway that that hallway fight scene. I was talking about the stairwell one in my episode, the the fire escape one. Yeah, fire there's, escape there's one. the fire escape one. There's a hallway one in um, the first season, which is incredible. That's Bro. like a, a wonder. But, but it didn't. And then but that fire one,
3: escape one. Oh my god. No.
1: The fire escape one was really, really fun to shoot. Yeah, and um, you know, one of the things that was really cool for me was I I went from shooter. You know, where we ha- only had seven days to shoot uh-huh. our sequences and didn't always feel as safe as it might. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and, uh, and then we went, I went to Daredevil and I was really, I mean, that machine is such a, I'm very happy for everybody at Disney Plus who are, who are now, you know, getting to make these new Marvel shows. But mm-hmm. the way that those Marvel Netflix shows was, was run was really quite remarkable. And I, they took such painstaking care to make every single one of those action sequences fun as hell completely reminiscent of the comics and oh, also yes. really safe for oh, everybody yes. involved so it was really it was, it was a, and by the way i grew up in new york city so I, I would text like my my movie nerd friends who i grew up with right mm-hmm. and be like i am shooting an action sequence <laughs> on 17th street oh, where God. i used to like hang out on the stoop and oh, like you know sit sip beers with my friends you know? oh my
3: god that's awesome you know it, it, the thing about daredevil and i and i i'm, not, I'm not gonna bring up okay that the, those two fight scenes were great and then the fight scene where he had to break out of the prison remember that one of course love which it was incredible. I mean, my, my
1: dear friend he won Dean wrote wrote that one and i i mean he he kills it that's my favorite sequence in the whole
3: season okay now i'm gonna tell you my favorite scene Sequence was when the (laughs) Punisher, you remember when the Punisher was sent in to kill that guy and he had to, he came out and realized he had been set up and he had to fight his way. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you something. That was the most brutal.
1: That was bloody as hell. That was great.
3: Come on, dog. That was brutal, but I loved it. I went, wow. I just, I was tired watching it. I'm like, this guy has to be in incredible shape. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh my God! So, so yeah. it's just it's just the fascination of being able to do work like that, Dar. I, I just I'm, I'm kind of you know kind of like wish I could like be on your show to just watching sometimes because that stuff is like so great. I'm a little nerd. I'm sorry. It, it I'm was sorry. really
1: fun, and you know that it really is It goes back to the thing that I started saying. Right? Is like the one of the reasons to sign on to a, a Marvel show, right? Uh-huh. That has that kind of reach. Is you can actually sort of, within that, you can use that as a platform to say whatever you want to say. You can talk about vigilante justice. You can yes. talk about unfairness yes. in the yes. system. You can, and you know that it's actually getting out there in the world. As oh. opposed to when I was on Island Six. I loved I Loved Dick, it was great, but ultimately I'm pretty sure we were mostly preaching to the choir. I don't think that that feminist message mm-hmm. got much beyond the feminist audience, That mm-hmm. you know, it, I ended up finding it. So, mm-hmm. it, the Marvel shows are really, are really special because of their reach.
3: Well, they're not only special because the the writing, I love the character development, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the, the how you, I remember when he came, he was in the, he was at the bottom, I think at the bottom of that church, and just watching him suffer ah. and deal ah. with the pain, and uh, i guess guess you're saying this, this dude really did watch the series. It's really, you know, I'm sorry.
1: Oh yeah. No, we, did, we were and, and everybody on the show like really took such incredible care uh-huh. with the with the original material. Everybody was, was a deep fan of the material. Everybody read the most recent comics. We, we wanted to make sure that it was something that the deep fans of the show would love, but also be surprised by. Like, right. You know, be influenced by the comics, but not follow them so closely that everybody knew what was coming. Um, yeah, it was a real bummer for everybody when that got canceled, but oh. I was really.
3: Why are you going to do that, Dara? Why are you going to do that? You're going to bring up the bad? See, we were going to good. You know I know it's canceled. You
1: know I know it. God. That. God bless, but I I really wanted that fourth season for all the folks that stayed. I was very lucky by then I had moved on to home before dark, but I had a lot of friends who were still on the show and were really bummed about it.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to Midnight Mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones.
2: a-I.
3: Great transition to uh, an amazing series that I had the fortune of screening this weekend and um, and watching yeah. amazing nine-year-old actress called Brooklyn Prince. Uh, you know, I you know, yes. I, you know Dakota Fanning. I thought she was brilliant. You know, watching her yeah. do her thing yeah. and, um, and then transitioning into teen and now as an adult actress, which is always very difficult to do. Um, yep. I'm looking at this young lady. Tell us about her uh, and the whole casting process to bring her on board, and before we really get to the detail about the series, Home Before Dark.
1: We were very lucky in that we were told that Brooklyn Prince's parents were not that excited about doing a television show. Mm-hmm. That they, you know, they knew that that was a commitment that they didn't necessarily want to put their kid through because they have a very they have very nice life in Florida, like as a regular family, and. Um, we sort of the the woman who brought me the original underlying material said to me you know what if we just send it to her and let's just see what happens and we got them to read it and they and Brooklyn both loved and read the script and in the meantime we had been we had been auditioning all of these other kids and none of them were getting it right. I mean looking back the idea that we were we decided to do a television show about a nine-year-old girl without having the said nine-year-old girl attached (laughs) already, (laughs) who we knew could actually handle it. It's sort of it's crazy that we decided to do that because the show could have been a disaster with the wrong Mm -hmm. kids. But we ended up getting her and her father to read with John Chu, our director, um, on a long distance audition. And the thing that was so remarkable was that Brooklyn and her dad would like correct each other. They had this sort of peer relationship where it was like, hey dad, you missed the line. And he's like, ah, sorry. And you could see that they really respected each other as colleagues, as much as, you know, she's, he's also her father. And that's exactly the same as the real Hildi and her father. They deeply respect each other. They uh-huh. have a very peer-like relationship. They're almost like, you know, crime investigative, like crime partners in a lot of ways. The way that they tell stories is almost like the way, like, people who've been married for 50 years tell stories. Like, remember when you did the thing and the place? okay, fine, you tell that part. Like, oh, no, you got that part right. And that's very much Brooklyn and her dad. So we knew that Brooklyn would understand what we were writing in terms of, like, reflecting the real Hildy.
3: Oh, it's beautiful. Um, It's it's just a beautiful um, script. Uh, You know, the one thing I love about watching creative writing is, you know, the story, watching the story develop you know. And so but but before we go into the story let's talk about the real Hildy and, yeah. and 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 I saw A social media post where you know She had gotten stopped by a police officer I believe in Arizona uh-huh. And so she videotaped that and they posted it And then, uh-huh. and then you, reach, you, you, po- you made a comment to her On social media and then she said something About she doesn't do any interviews And it was really oh funny God. Watching this little mature girl have this Conversation with what? adults in a very Professional level talk about that whole yeah. That whole relationship how I got all kicked off Because I was just laughing watching I, I just watching that whole relationship fall build itself out on social media and your your interaction and you're a naturally funny person darling i'm just gonna let you oh, know that thank you
1: mm-hmm. that's really funny that's really sweet i i mean so yeah she is incredible she's a tiny warrior mm-hmm. uh, and now she's actually not so tiny anymore she's a, a like 14, 13, 14 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we met her, she was a tiny warrior. And, you know, one of the things that I actually love about that video that you're talking about, by the way, is that's a great example of like using your privilege right. in a way that other people can't. Um, and I think that even though she's a journalist and she's non-biased, I think she's very aware of that. Mm-hmm. I think that she's aware of what she can and can't do and feels the obligation to re- report on those things. Specifically, because she can. Right. Um, One of the things that she said to us was, you know, one of one of her. Even though she doesn't like it when people call her a young journalist, she's just a journalist. To her, she's also aware that like being a young female white child in America means that people will sort of say and do things around her. They'll let their guard down in a way that they kind of normally wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, people literally would just confess things to her. You know, she, in her tiny town in Pennsylvania, she uncovered a meth ring. She uncovered a, a vandalism ring. She, and, <laughs> and basically these were just people who didn't take her seriously mm-hmm. enough to realize that she was going to be uh, essentially handing them straight into the arms of the authorities. <laughs> right, she right, reported right. On right. Story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so... We were really just so taken by her and we were really taken also by, you know, her relationship with her father, who was a daily news reporter um, for many, many years, covered homicides in the Bronx and covered Trayvon Martin and covered Newtown. And he got so disillusioned by the news and the clickbait of it all that he Left, he left New York. He took his four girls and his wife and brought them to Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania, back where he was from. And he he couldn't write. He was really depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to be writing a book. And Hilde, who he had taken to all of these crime scenes, was the only one of his four daughters who had been interested in journalism. Started riding her bike around Sealensgro, Pennsylvania, and reporting these very small very truthful stories, including just down the street, a man killed his wife with a hammer and she scooped the local paper of that story. Um, and, and then those, the, the story went viral and the comments for the story went viral. The comments were awful. They were all about, you know, you're just a little girl. Why aren't you having tea parties? And she's right. like, if you don't like the news, why don't you do something about the right. news?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, and I, le- and that brought Matt, her dad out of his depression. Right. And, It really brought the whole family shining a light on the truth and reporting just the facts. Brought the whole family back together. So, I mean, I don't know how you could be not inspired by that story, you
3: know? Well, you know, the thing about it, you can be inspired by a story, but how you develop it and make it and maintain Mm -hmm. some level of realness and also entertainment. Because this is entertainment. Yeah. And and then uh, as you built the story out, you know, basically the reason the show worked for me, it really is a parenting show. It's a parenting storyline. It's yep. about, it's about a relationship yep. between a coming of age yep. with her, her sister, yep. older sister. You have a marriage that's it's dysfunctional that has to find itself a father, yep. daughter, father, son. It's a lot of ABCD yep. stories that I felt were really relatable. And -hmm. and it's all centered around this all centers around this young girl, which is saying, stay true to yourself. Don't let bullying turn you. Don't let the people not understanding you. And even in the story, as we go through, there's some conflict with the dad, you know, because he suddenly wants to become a, a parent. And, yep. and 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 it's really it's really that's what I enjoyed about it, and and, and, and I never was bored in the whole process. But it was just watching <laughs> this young lady develop, and then you you guys threw in that little nice little skill set. She has like a photographic memory type. Yeah. And uh, by the way,
1: that's real. That's actually true. The oh, okay. real movie has has that kind of memory. So it was it was an easy thing to throw in there because it was the reality of the of the real kid
3: well, I, I all I wanna just say is this is that you know this series I you know uh, recommending all my fans on social media all my fans I have a 90,000 um, email fan uh, newsletter goes out every Friday at 9 a.m. I'm putting it in that. Mm. Um Thank you. I, I, from the very beginning I fell in love with this young lady Brooklyn Prince if you guys know anything about them just talking to my listeners now look her up uh, she's a bona fide star in this she cries yeah. oh, she cries immediately she laughs immediately she, uh, laughs immediately. she She controls the scene. She knows how (laughs) to, she knows the level. But uh, throughout, I think the key in this series, she remains a nine, she remains a nine-year-old child. Dari, that was the key for me, you know, because sometimes you get these, these kid actors and they go, okay, you're an adult. You're not, you're not an adult. You're nine years old.
1: yeah. Right.
3: And I never believed that she was not nine years old. She's just a smart, good girl. And I bought the storyline that guess what? You know, she learned these things from following her dad on crime scenes. And yeah. so all the all the layers that you want in a story to bring credibility to stories, you definitely put in there your, your skill as a writer, as a co-creator, as a co-executive producer, as a showrunner and all. Excuse me, executive producer and co-showrunner shows out and a uh, brilliant body of work. So so I just want to say before we close. So what happens when you do a series, Dara? And then they renew <laughs> yeah. it. They renew it, Dara, before you even air. Yeah. What runs do you, mind, and did you go? Hey, oh, do, do can you do I tell run- you something? I don't, uh-huh. I don't even
1: know if I'm, if I'm supposed to say this, but I'll say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, we actually got renewed before we were even, I think, officially done with the pilot. Wow. We got re- renewed essentially based on the basis of how the pilot looked like it was turning out, and how we had written all the other scripts for the season. So they were judging it based on how the scripts were coming in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we were pretty floored. We we were we were um, you know, there's those moments
3: where you I'm look renewed. around and you go, "How did I?" I'm renewed. Like, I'm renewed. Yeah. I'm renewed. <laughs> I mean,
1: it was even more than even more than I'm renewed. Although yes, yeah, absolutely that. It, mm-hmm. it was also like, how did I get? this lucky, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how'd I get this lucky to live this life and have this opportunity? Like, holy crap. So that was really incredible. Um, and you know, unfortunately the pandemic happened right in the middle of the second season. (laughs)
3: Yes. Yes. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm.
1: um, you know, we'll get back to work as soon as it's safe to get back to work. And in the meantime, this has really offered me an opportunity to, to do a bunch of other stuff that I'm really excited about. Right. So, you know,
3: I appreciate college. you. I appreciate you. I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you. you your body of work. We're talking to the the infamous. I'm gonna call her infamous Dara Resnick. You know, she has a oh great God, show. <laughs> I love you, girl. She has a great series oh called Home Before Dark. It stars my man Jim Sturgis. He's the dad of Brooklyn Prince, who is this uh this this amazing young detective reporter. I can't wait till the, the next season series of shows come because I'm telling you, I started a 10 o'clock on <laughs> Saturday morning. I finished at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Oh, my God, I, I watched it in my office. Then I grabbed me a sandwich in the kitchen with my laptop. And then I finally, finally finished up watching my sprinkler system go off in my front yard on my front porch. It was that good. I'm telling you home before dark is a body of work. that's this borderline uh, uh, fanatical for me. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a nerd. So now I'm a yeah. fan. Okay. So Dar, I don't want to hold you any longer. I just want to let you know, thank you for allowing me to compliment you and not only on this body of work, but to share a fantasy. I got to talk to a person who actually created those amazing scenes on Daredevil, which will live <laughs> with me for the rest of my life. My wife and I, we both enjoyed that series, so she's a fan of uh, your of your work as well. And uh, just keep winning, okay?
1: You too. This is the bright spot I really needed. I uh, I really I hope that you're good out there, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the support.
3: I appreciate you. And you keep supporting me. And guess what? We're friends now, okay, Dara?
0: You got it.
1: You okay. too.
3: Keep winning. Bye-bye.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones.